If you care about clean air, water, and food, and you want to see social justice for everyone, this podcast is for you. Green Divas Maxine Margot and Megan McWilliams and Green Dude Wayne Bouchard are going to dig in and try to make sense of the current political scene, especially as it relates to climate change, pollution, and human rights. We are not political pundits. We are deeply concerned citizens alarmed by the state of our government. We will try to offer rational commentary and solutions, amplifying positive news as often as possible. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of GDP. GD politics, also known as gross domestic politics. Yeah, it's very gross. It is, right? So I'm here with your awesome GD unpundits. I'm GD Mac. <laughs> I'm GD Max. And I'm the green dude, the token green dude. Wayne. Yeah, but we you, I think we also decided that you could go ahead and be a green you diva. Can, you today. can say green diva Wayne also now. No, no. that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Well, he, yeah, we okay. So, today we thought in in light of everything that's going on and <laughs> I went through a list of things that have happened in the last week and it's kind of astonishing. It's a partial list of some of the craziness. And it's astonishing. So what I'm trying to say is it's some people feel like it's just a really negative, scary place that we're going to politically. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah. Times 80 billion. Whatever. Yeah. Right. So what we thought we would do is try to focus on positive things. We might I think we're going to draw from our friends at um, Small Victories and report on some good things that are happening. And on positive actions we can take so we can feel good and energized rather than deflated and negative, which is kind of how I felt after last weekend or uh, whenever it was that the new judge, the new SCOTUS was uh, confirmed. Yeah, I have another word for him, but I won't say it. Uh, It's not SCOTUS. (laughs) (laughs) It's not SCOTUS. It's something else. I reversed the... Yeah, I I totally have the visual. Uh, I won't say. It will be nice because we have a green diva dude in the room. Well, you know, my mom's not feeling that great, but she she wanted me to play the song this week. Um, You have to accentuate the positive, (laughs) eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, look out for Mr. In-Between. So we're going to... Do all of that. We're going to try to latch on to the positive, and Gracie's comments are always welcome on our show. Yeah, Gracie was singing with you. That's good. Lie down, Grace. Okay. Down, girl. So, yes, we, we are trying to bring positivity to this insanity is my best thing I can say. Politically positive. Is that a thing? No. Well, it could be. Maybe have, it is We a have thing. political. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. And, and there's plenty of morons out there. <laughs> uh, forget the oxy. Yeah. Drop the oxy. Leave the moron. Uh, but we're, 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 we're going to try. I know it's, we're going to probably, you know, 
go into other things that might not be as positive, but we're going to, we're going to try to stay on a, on a, on a, on a higher note. Okay. So what I thought I would do is just kind of quickly do a rundown of some of the crazy things that Mm -hmm. have happened just in the past few days. All right. Okay. Just to give us a snapshot of why we feel that we need to bring some positive energy. Okay. Because there was things like, okay, Kavanaugh was confirmed. We all agree that many of us now, obviously, there are people that don't think that's such a bad thing. But well, well there's a lot of people who uh, don't think it's a bad thing. But there, there are a lot of people who think it is. So we're again, we're look out for Mister In Between. So then, in in that uh, category, if you will, <laughs> sure, the Kavanaugh confirmation. Trump apologizes to Kavanaugh for the liberal conspiracy. Right. Right. I mean, come on, what is that? Well, you know, he said <laughs> that George Soros is, is funding this conspiracy and, and, and protesters are out there. And all I can think of is the scene from Young Frankenstein when they're protesting Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> and they're going after, you know, Frankenstein himself, the monster. And I'm yeah. like, I get Soros is the monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know. I, I guess we're all monsters in the eyes of this administration. Then you have the FBI director, Chris Ray. yesterday I read, revealed that he was indeed under the direction of the White House, not the Senate Judiciary Committee, for the investigation, which was severely restricted into Kavanaugh. So, mm, you mm. know, really, was there a lot of investigation? Do we really feel comfortable? No, a lot of smelly bad fish in this We one. don't. Mm. We don't. Nope. Our heads are not. And mm. during that same hearing, uh, one of the senators, I can't remember her name, asked uh, the FBI director the question, in their investigation, did they find any evidence that Kavanaugh lied to the Senate Judiciary Committee and he refused to comment? So that wasn't a no. (laughs) It was not a no. (laughs) It was not a yes, but it was not a no. Again, look out for Mr. In-Between. So there seems to have been now this push on that Trump seems to be heading on this theme that the Democrats are a mob, an angry, crazy mob. But then you have uh, this Republican precinct committee man, Michael Colney of Shawnee. Uh, He sent a Facebook message to Ann Pritchett, president of the Johnson County Democratic Women's North Chapter. And the quote is, the real Republicans will remember what the scum demon rats tried to do to Kavanaugh in November. Your radical socialist kickboxing lesbian Indian will be sent pack packing to the reservation. I'm like, wow. So this is the and and this is just one sample of the comments, the kind of comments that are like they're just pretty vicious. What state was he from? He was referring to, I believe, um, Alaska and uh, Pekowski. See, I, I think. exactly. Okay, uh, that, that's okay. what um I didn't see this, but um, um the Indian res- the people in the Indian right. reservations in Alaska were telling Mukowski, you know, what what are you thinking? This is this goes against any human, you know, anything. So I think possibly she and, and she voted against it. So she's in deep crap. She's getting death threats, too. Yeah. Susan Collins. Yeah. She's on my poop list. But yeah. uh, <laughs> my poop list. You made my poop list. <laughs> Dr. Christine Blasey Ford cannot even go home because of the death threats. And so that's just like, oh, it, no, that's not even that's just the beginning of the sampling. Okay, I mean, then we got bad news from the U.N. Um, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change right. that 
you know, things are accelerating to the point where now if we don't take drastic action right now, by 2030, we're going to. And that's not far away. That's not far away. We have a lot of work to do, and we got to figure out what to do because at this point, holy crap. And, you know, that's all while Florida is getting hammered with a uh, Category 4 hurricane, but climate change isn't real and not affecting the weather. Right. I, I, I <laughs> so real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on all this negativity. I just kind of wanted to give you a cross-section of stuff like Exxon is supporting a, carb- supporting a carbon tax. Now, that might seem like good news, but it is a little weird. Then you have, you know, like the world is upside down or something. Kanye West is having dinner at the White House. Who cares, right? And Nikki Haley resigns as U.N. ambassador. And Trump thinks that Ivanka should be the next U.N. ambassador. <laughs> right? I mean, okay. I just wanted to gloss you, right past all yeah, this. Yeah, let's get Because <laughs> it's all crazy. It, I mean, there's nothing that makes sense and plenty of it as per my Mitch floating up there looking at all this insanity because truly nothing makes sense and plenty of it. I mean, that is, I, I, you know, it's like painting the roses red. You know, so, Max, talk to us about small victories. And, and these are the, the women that we have spoken to before. All right, Allison and, Ste- and Stephanie, and they, they do this uh, newsletter called Small Victories, trying to get people to realize that in what's going on today is totally insane. But through that, there are things that are happening that, that are that are good, that are positive. And I mean, just to give a note, when they started this after right, the, the November, I can't even say, I can't, you know, number yeah, 45 was right, elected right. and everybody went into like a black hole of depression. Right. And they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It can't be all bad. And they started to focus on and amplify some of the good news because they work down in D.C. Well, So yeah. you've picked out some stuff. Yeah, I was trying to pick out stuff that was like, voting you know what what, there's a lot of things i mean they they start off by you know dr ford uh came forward which was an amazing act on her part of bravery to try to bring this people minimize that you know i mean just for her to do what she's doing and now suffering consequences which she shouldn't be and you know people responded they've they walked out of their homes in support of her in solidarity uh the yale law students had a sit-in on campus uh, Dr. Ford's, you know, uh, alumni from her first high school supported her. There were protests in Capitol all over the country, and two women went into an elevator to to uh, approach Jeff Flake to tell them, you know, hey, what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, and so yeah. it, it a lot of courage came out, and a lot of good, you know, that's good because people are getting off their, you know, proverbial but to now make some noise. And we all need to make some noise. There's millions of us that need to make some noise. So now, you know, he's now on the Supreme Court, and uh, there might be investigations and cases uh, against him. We'll, we'll see what happens. But he's there right now, and we'll just have to work with, with it. And So I like this one here. 200 congressional Democrats have been given the green light to sue Trump mm-hmm. on the grounds that he has violated the Foreign Emoluments Clause in the Constitution. Right. That's kind of good news, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have anything. <laughs> Wayne's smirking over there like, yeah, well, good luck with that. Good, good luck. We have all these dignitaries coming to the hotel down the block from the White House, but that's all, that's all good. 
but also some other good news on the voting, you know, uh, issue. Uh, voter turnout for the primary season has been way up. Uh, Democrats. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, she she put that on there, boy. I'll tell you, she she tweeted or did something on Instagram, and and she uh, through that tweet or Instagram, she was able to get 65,000 Americans ages 18 to 29 to register to vote. I think it was kind of record-breaking. Uh, she's, I'm just going to briefly say the quote that, you know, one of the quotes from her Instagram. She targeted young Americans. It was a lengthy message, but this is what I pulled out. So many intelligent, thoughtful, self-possessed people have turned 18 in the past two years and now have the right and privilege to make their vote count. And that was big. That was something that She's using her celebrity to get people to vote, to get youth to vote, and more people are registering every day. I mean, the deadlines are coming, so if you didn't register, please do. You must vote. That's our voice. It's the only voice so, we have. you know, in terms of voting, uh, voter turnout this primary season has been way up, especially among Democrats, right. with more than 40 million people showing up to cast their ballot, which doesn't always happen. Right. It's really pretty awesome that now maybe people are waking up again. Uh, a judge in Missouri ruled that the state must provide information to make it easier for people to register to vote uh, when they change their address. So little things, you know, just little things are making, you know, if it, if it's easier to register, then you'll go to the polls well, more, more likely. Well, these things do matter. And then, like, uh, the Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling that requires dark money donors to be revealed, thankfully ahead of the November election. So small, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're big, but if we amplify them and focus on them, perhaps it'll get better. I I definitely wanted to focus on voting because, of course, along with positive, uh, trying to be more positive is taking action, and one of the biggest actions we can take is to vote, vote, vote. And so, Wayne, you were you're going to kind of head up this segment on voting, right? Uh, that was the assignment that I was given, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Had to point you in some direction, uh, huh? Yeah, yes, I need... We set need, you up for this. I need specific direction. You were set up by Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> please. What did she write? The um, shake it up? Shake I don't it know. Up? I, uh, I would rather uh, rely on someone like Thomas Jefferson, who said, uh, should things go wrong at any time... The people will set them right by the peaceable exercise of their elective rights. And I'd also like to remind everyone of uh, what Abraham Lincoln said, that America will never be destroyed from the outside. It will falter and lose our freedoms. It will be because we destroyed ourselves. Oh, it, I sh it was if we falter. All right. Well, if we falter. I got that. We I got, got it. it. We, we yeah. got it. It all came right, through. Right. It came, came through. And um, finally, uh, and I don't know who said this, but women have been voting for nearly 100 years. Why stop now? <laughs> Please. And, and, the, and the thing with voting is that, um, you know, the United States trails most other developed countries in voter turnout. Uh, you know, only 56% of the, the voting age population cast a ballot in uh, 
2016 election. Wow. And when you look at the voting turnout against registered voters, like at the top of the list is Belgium. And almost, you know, there's two different colored dots and they're almost um, on top of one another. And that's because it's required that you vote in Belgium. It should be required here. Uh, right. It's not enforced, but that's part of their um, their constitution. The top countries are Belgium, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, and South Korea. And then we have countries like Hungary, Mexico, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, uh, Estonia, and then the United States. 26th. Wow. And that's pitiful. <laughs> that is pitiful. It is pitiful. So I, I started to look at some things that um, may be helpful. We have had, you know, states like, uh, I think it was um, it was either North Carolina or South Carolina, that's trying to restrict voting when, uh, you know, we should be trying to make voting easier in all states. So some of the... Um, some of the uh, things that have been put forward to help to increase voting has been early voting in all states, uh, no excuse absentee ballots, and by that I mean uh, no excuse is that, you know, most states require that you're not going to be within the state or, or um, close to your home when you uh, apply for an absentee ballot. But no excuse absentee ballot would be they'll give you an absentee ballot for any reason. Uh, 27 states already have this feature. And then. Um, what about New Jersey? Because we. No, need, New we Jersey them, doesn't right? have any of this. We're going we're gonna to be in California. So we have to do our mail in. Yeah, but that's, you know, you're allowed an absentee ballot if you're. If you're away. If you're, you're away. You're, you're, okay, you're so we're qualified. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're qualified. You're qualified. Uh-huh. You've been deemed. But if you decided you just didn't want to go to the polls and you wanted to do an absentee right. ballot, you now, couldn't get one. In many states, you can Without go. lying. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Uh, then there's automatic voter registration. Uh, there's been some proposals that uh, if you have a driver's license or you have a registered motor vehicle, if you are on the rolls of the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, then you are a registered voter. Well, that might leave out a lot of urban people who don't drive, though. But it'll help It'll get help. the rolls up a bit. Yes, you that's know, true. For and, sure. it, and it will also reduce fraud because there's a uh, cross-check. Yeah. Between right. the, you know, the r- voter registration oh my rolls. My God, what, the 13 points you got to bring, like your first high school freshman yearbook picture or something? I don't know. And then there's, um, (laughs) I like beer. Don't you like beer? Do you like like beer? Do you like beer? (laughs) Have you ever blacked out? (laughs) Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you? No, I have not. The answer is yes, I have. (laughs) Um, Back to uh, suggested uh, ways. You're now qualified to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Same day voter registration. So you could go to the polls. Register to vote and vote all at the same time. Uh, It is a statistical fact that when voting is made easier, more people vote. And the last uh, proposal, and I kind of like this one, vote at home. You get a uh, ballot uh, delivered by the U.S. Postal Service. It's a paper ballot. 
So you have a paper trail. It eliminates uh, hacking by our Russian friends. Da. <laughs> da. Or da. You can uh, cross-check it again with the uh, DMV. Um, and you can vote at home. Uh, you Every voter... Every voter would get a um, ballot from the U.S. Postal Service, and um, you'd cast your vote. Colorado and Oregon already have this in in those oh, two so, states. So cool. 70% voter turnout in the last midterms elections. Uh, and it's also a cost savings because you don't have to have polling places. Right, right. And, and they estimate that the cost savings is six dollars a voter. Well, when you start talking about millions and two hundred and fifty yeah. million people, you know that's some nice pocket change. But kids uh, don't. But the millennial <laughs> Gen Z and the millennials, they don't even know what snail mail is. Right. So uh, this is this the demos. So I, I don't we know. could do internet. Yeah, I. That, well, we that's, talked about oh, that we talked before. About Someone's got to be coming up with a way to do that. That isn't. But that's the thing. Yeah, Who can't, can't get so hacked. when every voter gets a ballot somehow, and and you know, I don't think that uh, we're going to resolve this conflict here. But when every voter gets a ballot, there'll be a lot more ballots cast. Obviously, right. then the more democratic we make our society, and uh, the more that we participate, uh, we're better able to hold our politicians. And ourselves accountable, because a lot of people just say, "Well, you know, I didn't vote, so." Oh, I no whining if you didn't vote, man. Uh, you can't complain about no, anything. Sorry, no, no. you Nothing. know, I yeah. I did. I called my daughters who were in different states. The I won't say their names, but and I said, you know, if you care about anything, and I'm telling you, please, for me at least, go and register. And make sure you vote. Make sure you're registered and make sure you vote. Especially my one daughter in Staten Island. I'm like, they need you, man, because I know she's not conservative. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a contested race there where the guy has a shot. Yeah, Max Rose. Right? Max has a shot, but he needs her to My vote. fellow Max, I'm sending out Another vibes Max, to you, Max. Max. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a contested. Yeah, that, that's a very important Congress, congressional district now. And and also we need to um, stop this legislation that uh, that is being proposed in these various states to eliminate voter fraud because our illustrious leader has decided that five million ballots were cast that were illegally cast by illegal immigrants, which no one, no one has ever been able to prove there were more than 10 illegal immigrants casting right. illegal like votes. literally 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, voter fraud Not is, 5 million, 10. <laughs> 10. Voter fraud is, is it not just, an issue. It's not an issue. And, 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 I, and I think we should be more concerned about voter turnout than voter fraud. We can err on the side of maybe having one or two fraudulent ballots cast if we can increase... The voter turnout from 56% to 70%. Yeah, like even 70% would be huge. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, have to. All right. I'm hoping people were Thank you, invigorated 
Invigorated. Invigorated, yes. Invinegrated? Invinegrated. <laughs> They pickled? were vinegrated. Pickled? They were pickled, and now they're going to go to the polls. So, Max, so, oh, go ahead. So, in closing, <laughs> uh, you know, we should remember the words of Winston Churchill. Ah, uh, Winston. Winston, people get the government they deserve. Yeah. Because if you don't vote, you deserve what you're getting. All right. Now, uh, wise uh, words. Uh, we're going to have to do a whole other episode on Electoral College, but that's a whole other episode because there are I thought you were going to do a whole other episode on Winston Churchill. Well, there's that, too. We could. We could. Uh, there's plenty of history there. We, we really only have a couple of minutes mm. left, and okay. I know Max was going to talk about political consciousness. Hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, I, and, and you know, we talk of eco-consciousness on our Green Fifty Shades of Green Diva show, and people, you know, who are going to vote, they have a consciousness to do this. And so how did this, how do we define this and how does this play in to, to getting more people to vote? You know, raising political consciousness is part of how we do this. And candidates who are getting out a message, you know, that, that rings with them, you know, and, and it goes into your brain and you say, yeah, I want to have my daughter or son go to school and not get shot. Yes, I want to go to emergency room and not spend a hundred thousand dollars and get a bill that I don't have enough medical coverage for. And the candidates are individually, actually, in the Democratic Party now, doing that. They're they're letting the locals give the message, and a lot of the messages ring true with people. So, so let's define political consciousness. Consciousness, because I can't speak, um, it, it is a way of seeing. Uh, caring about and acting in the world. It is guided by a commitment to human rights and justice and an understanding of power and inequity in social, political, and economic systems, relations, and values. We look at the roots of the term uh, politics or political to distinguish the term from negative interpretations that are associated with, you know, politics. People go, Politics, I, I can't deal with that. You know, I'm going to just uh, go on YouTube and watch crazy things happen. Cats. You know, a lot of cats, a lot of dogs, you know, but, but the person who's running in your district for Congress, eh, who cares? So maybe we can raise again the consciousness. Uh, so it's, it, it'll, it'll derive from the, the Greek word polis, which with meant city, state. Politics had to do with the life of the community. So that that's the bottom line. Um, the challenge is that you know we should be caring a- about the community and seeking common good, uh, hate injustice and the systems and structures that perpetuate it, but not hating people. Uh, it is the art of respecting and working with one another, seeing the other as a fellow human being shaped by social forces both perverse and praiseworthy, and joined in a common quest and struggle for dignity. So that's well, you know. you know, I mean, that's one political consciousness. I think that there's also a political consciousness, if you will, in this culture that we're in in the United States mm-hmm. that is cynicism. It's very negative, and that's what we're trying to break through and help people feel empowered and that their actions do make a difference. And whether it's at a poll or just you know, at your local grocery store helping, you know, the 
person who's having <laughs> trouble getting all their groceries in the car because they're, you know, handicapped, whatever. Or you know what I mean? Just forward, being, right? being a kind human and conscious of our our citizens, our local neighbors, our communities. And I don't know. I, I think that we have to overcome some of the cynicism that has – I believe it's partly p- – uh, we're being plagued by this corporate, uh, the mass corporate involvement in our political system. And so it has removed some of the humanity. That's just my personal United Citizens United, anyone? Yeah, well, that that's <laughs> definitely an issue. So I don't know. I, I had found a quote from... Um, Barack Obama, our former president, number 44, who... um, Come back, please. Come come back. back. Come back. I I thought for me would be a nice way to that I would like to close, and then you all have other things you may want. So he said, hope is not blind optimism. It's not ignoring the enormity of the task ahead or the roadblocks that stand in our path. It's not sitting on the sidelines or shirking from a fight. Hope is the thing inside us that insists, despite all evidence to the contrary, that something better awaits us if we have the courage to reach for it and to work for it and to fight for it. Hope is the belief that destiny will not be written for us, but by us, by the men and women who are not content to settle for the world as it is who have the courage to remake the world as it should be. Obama, please come. You know, to have someone as gracious and intelligent as he versus... Yeah, it's really like polar, I mean, polar opposites. I've always respected the office of the president, even in times when presidents were meh. But this is this is... I can't bear hair. I can't even watch, look at pictures. It just, but, you know, if we as a collective human in this country make an effort, we can make a change, right? Uh, it, along, the, along the same lines as small victories, but it probably is not a small victory. But um, to be positive about things, you know, to go back in history and look at the Supreme Court and the, and the um, difficulties that FDR had with the Supreme Court during his early tenure and how he had to um, struggle to the point where he was going to propose a constitutional amendment increasing the members of the Supreme Court from 9 to 11 so that he could get a couple of more uh, justices wow. on the Supreme Court wow. and get his way through the Supreme Court rulings to help him with his New Deal program. And um, obviously that did not happen, but... Um, okay, so what you're saying is this the first, it's not the first time that we've had sort of a... I'm sure that our history will, if you go back in history, you will find many, many instances of problems in the Supreme Court and how they were overcome. And let's not forget that the filibuster rule in the U.S. Senate was changed by the Democrats. 
so that they could get their way in the U.S. Senate. And now it came back and bit all of us in the rear end. I just kind of want to go on the record that Wayne noted that when it was happening, he said, oh, that's going to come around. Mm -hmm. That's going to bite you. Uh, And you know what? Well, because that's how we got moderate uh, members of the Supreme Court. Uh, That's how we got uh, Justice Kennedy was because. He had to have 60 votes in order to be approved by the Senate. Well, you know, the, the, it's, it's, you know, the, the committees are, are making me think that term limits are, I mean, that's a whole other show, are, yeah. are very necessary <laughs> in the Supreme Court as well as in the Senate. And, and you, having, you have people who are on this com- judicial committee that have been there and they're in their 80s for like 30, 40 years. And this is where the power has concentrated. So let's just end maybe on a nice poem about politics with a message by Jana Hookard. Uh, The name of the poem I don't have, but I'm going to, it's about politics and I will start it now. Okay. A status, a tweet, a video posted all about candidates still getting roasted, a twist and a turn, then add an insult. One false move or eye twitch results in revolt. Election time again, poised to complain about what has gone wrong or stayed mundane. His fault, not mine, seems to be our new battle cry as we sit wondering why. Why now? Why America? Why does this happen to us? We lie, we spit, we blame, we cuss, yet to realize the error is our own ha- of our own hand. The polls are power. Take a stand. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of GD Politics. We really do want to hear from you. Please find us at thegreendivas.com or write to us, politics at thegreendivas.com. Otherwise, you'll hear and see us in all the regular places. Meanwhile, stay positive, get active, and whatever you do, please exercise your right to vote in every election. 